0: Okay, so welcome to Wild Women. Today we have another special guest with us. Camille, do you want to introduce us?
1: Yes, so today we have Kelsey, a makeup artist. She is the makeup artist that does my makeup when I do photo shoot.
0: Hello. Hi. (laughs) Kelsey, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, Camille did a pretty good job. My name is Kelsey. I am a makeup artist. I do um, a lot of bridal makeup, um, makeup on models, just creative makeup, and all sorts of stuff. I've been doing it for about a couple years professionally, but I've been doing makeup since I was like 13,
0: and I'm 25 now, so around 12 years, so yeah. Long time. When did you like know that you had a passion for makeup and like knew that that was what you wanted to do?
2: Well, I didn't really. Like, I've always had a passion for it ever since like the early YouTube days. Uh, But after high school, I actually got a science degree. because Yeah, because I didn't think that I could really make a career out of being a makeup artist. And then I got out of school and was struggling to find a job, anyways. So I was like, well, why not struggle at something I love?
0: So that's when I actually decided to pursue it, like professionally, I guess. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a server, like just part time, like when I'm in school. And there's a lot of people who have gotten four year degrees, but they prefer working in a restaurant, and that's what they do anyway. So
2: I know it's like one of my big
0: not a regret but like kind of (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I wish I had taken an easier path because my degree really stressed me out
0: yeah and it's like for what you know (laughs) yeah definitely but
2: I did learn a lot so I can't really say that like I regret it because I learned even just like a lot of life lessons because I moved out on my own for the first time Mm -hmm. so it wasn't totally useless but
1: yeah talking about that how hard was it to like start your business And start doing money out of your passion
2: it wasn't too bad actually last year was my first like season which I wasn't super busy because well I'm not super busy this season either for obvious reasons but um, last year a lot of people book for example their special occasion makeup or their wedding makeup pretty far in advance And last year I graduated in April. So I started in May. So I didn't have too many clients because it was kind of like a last minute thing. But I started out by just doing makeup. And I still do this, like just doing makeup for free on anybody who will let me because I feel like I just constantly feel the need to improve. Mm -hmm. So that's what I initially did. I asked any friend that would let me do their makeup to let me do it and take a photo. And so I could build my portfolio because as an artist, if you don't have a portfolio, like art of any kind, really, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a portfolio, you, you can't expect people to pay for your work. Yeah. Um, so that's what I started. I, start, I built a website just using like, the website builders on Wix
0: mm-hmm.
2: and started an Instagram page and built a portfolio and then kind of started booking clients from word of mouth, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I kind of offered rates that were a lot lower than my competitors in the area so that people were more inclined to book with me so that I could start to build up a clientele. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started. So it wasn't terribly difficult. Um, I had 26 weddings booked so far for this year, and I think I have like 10 left that haven't canceled yet. So wow. it's been struggling. I, it, I've been struggling. yeah but I mean I think that's that's for every makeup artist in the area that's for almost everybody so
1: Mm. yeah and it's amazing because like you started really small and now like if you look at your Instagram you have so many followers and you work with brands and models how is that experience for you
2: working with brands is is kind of difficult actually (laughs) Um, you wouldn't think so, but I've worked with uh, brands like I've worked with Too Faced. I've worked with Kylie Cosmetics. I've worked with Urban Decay, just on sponsored Instagram posts and whatnot. And for a person like me, I'm I'm a very passive person. I like to say yes to almost to everybody. <laughs> and th- those kinds of big brands will try to get the most out of you for as little as possible. So they will try to you know, give you reasons as to why they shouldn't pay you X amount of dollars for your work. And so that part is tricky, Mm -hmm. um, but I do get a lot of like free product out of it, which is really nice. I've built, I've been really lucky and been able to build a lot of my kit based off what I received for free. So my starting costs as a business were really minimal in comparison to other people, I think. But I say that's the hardest part about working with brands because they pretty, so far, like, most brands have pretty much given me free reign as to what I, what kind of content I want to produce, you know, like they don't, they haven't really given me too many strict guidelines on what to create. They kind of let my creativity flow in that regard. So that's kind of cool, but working with models for the most part has been good. There've been a select few that are, a bit of a handful. Camille is not one of them. She's lovely. (laughs) Um, Some of them kind of think that because they're a model, they can, you know, waste people's time and do whatever they want because the photo shoot at the end of the day, like does revolve around having a model. Some of some models have been a little bit inconsiderate that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a select few and I've met so many really really nice people through just doing models for free and I've been able to interact with a lot more photographers and stuff so that's really nice that's like the networking part of it is really fun and that's what I really love
1: yeah yeah I agree
0: so if you were to describe like your I guess style as a makeup artist like do you have one are you still like I feel like
2: I'm still trying to find it. I think my style is more neutral, but still glam with an emphasis on warm colors. I like I I've noticed this. I don't do it intentionally, but I always gravitate towards like warm brown smoky eyes on people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If someone just said like do whatever you want, that's usually what I gravitate towards. So I'd say that's probably like intuitively my style but I feel like I'm still trying to develop that and also go out of my comfort zone at the same time. That's kind of hard.
0: Yeah.
2: It, like when Camille, I, I think it was one of our first photo shoots together. She was like, I want bl- a blue lip. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it ended up looking really good, but it was like, it was scary. because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done a blue lip on somebody. And she was like, just go for it. It's all good. She's been good for pushing me out of my comfort zone a little bit
1: yeah
2: and you're so confident in rocking it too so you can make it like you you make it work (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) Camille likes her extravagant colors that's for sure (laughs) yeah and her glitter oh yeah Mm -hmm. um so with working with clients and models and all that how would you describe like today's beauty standards and are you on board with how they are or are there some things that you don't agree with? That's a tough one.
2: <laughs> I think recently the standard of beauty has really expanded in the skin tone aspect. I think there's a lot of the entire range of skin tones are now considered beautiful. However, it's kind of hard to decipher between what brands fully support mm. racial diversity versus brands that are just doing that for a PR move because it's it it looks good for their brand um but as a as for like so i think that's definitely improved and expanded but as for beauty standards in the regard of for example the kylie jenner looking (laughs) instagram models they all look exactly the same and that's currently the standard of beauty which is really hard because a lot of them have a crap ton of fillers yet claim to be natural, and I think that's uh, really detrimental on a lot of people's mental health because they think that they don't look like that. Why don't I look like her? But that's because she's all natural, but she's not, and I think that's a big issue because, for example, with clients, you know, I constantly, constantly get a photo of Kim Kardashian. Like, I want my makeup like hers, and it's like, yes, I can do my, I can do your makeup like hers, but you're not going to look like her. And -hmm. I think that's what a big thing that people don't really understand is that it's makeup. It's not surgery. It is not fillers. (laughs) And a lot of, and I think a big issue is rooted in the fact that these influencers do not admit to having these procedures done, you -hmm. know, because it's way easier to answer the question, well, why don't I look like her? Why don't I look as pretty as her? Because I don't have fillers. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I, I think that's really you know, detrimental to a lot of people because, especially in the age of Instagram, there's fillers, but there's also Facetune. So people will see makeup on Instagram and these girls are looking absolutely flawless. They don't have a fine line or a wrinkle or a pore. Mm -hmm. in sight and some people do get disappointed when their makeup doesn't look like that and unfortunately that's just not reality you know what I mean I think that's the issue with current beauty standards is social media facetune over editing and I try not like when I post a photo of my clients I don't edit their skin at all Mm -hmm. because I don't want to give people an unrealistic expectation of what makeup can do if that makes sense
1: yeah, yeah totally I agree with you like that's one part that I struggled with um with photo shoot as well because like you have a full face of makeup on and like I mean your skin looks amazing because full face of makeup but then they still edit it and, and- they still edit
2: your skin mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you're not supposed to have a pore you're not supposed to have pores everyone has pores what's the issue I don't understand
1: and, like, I think, like, from talking to photographers, they see it as, like, beauty, but, like, in an artistic way. So everything has to be perfect, not necessarily because it's someone, but just because it's art. And yeah, I think that's a problem with when you, you do it on people. It's because you forget, like, they're people, and they have mindset, and, and they're not
2: art. It's a person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you know what, I am guilty, too, of like, face tuning my own skin when I post on Instagram, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. But the thing is, I don't, I don't lie about it. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, you know, people reply to me and be like, your skin looks so flawless. And I'm like, thank you. But reminder, it's a filter. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's important to remind these people because it's, it's not. It's not all that it seems to be. And I remind people that I do use Facetune to edit my skin because if I have a breakout, I do want my my own skin to look flawless. However, if I was posting somebody else, I don't have their consent to touch them up like that. You know what I mean? So if I do it for me, that's one thing, but I would never do it on somebody else because
0: it's not my choice. Another thing too is like the emphasis on like, sex appeal right like for sure or like so so interested in like things looking sexy but like there's also emphasis on like the natural part of it Mm -hmm. and like girls in particular on instagram and like those insta influencers and stuff they're really really good at making themselves look natural despite like they're not wearing makeup but they're wearing a full face of it Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: exactly yeah I kind of um on my Instagram page I kind of err on the side of more artistic makeup like you can tell I'm wearing makeup that's the whole point you know like I do like the bright colors and stuff like that but I totally agree you know when I saw this meme and it was like what what men really mean when they say they want someone who's natural and it's like a photo of Kylie Jenner and you can and if you're a makeup artist or a, a girl that wears makeup you can tell she's got a, an entire face of makeup on mm-hmm. but it's it look it's done so subtly that it looks natural and that's part of the art of it I think is that you can make it look like it's someone's just someone's features when in reality it's quite a bit of work mm-hmm. And I think that is also an issue. (laughs) I do. Like when I do my natural face, it's, you know, just some tinted moisturizer, maybe a little concealer, some brow gel, and then that's it. You know, it doesn't look like a fully contoured, fully eyeliner with individual lashes and, you know, like the whole works. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I think that is also an issue (laughs) for a lot of people is thinking that, That is something that just comes with a little bit of tinted moisturizer, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and like some people are not able to even go out of their house without makeup. And I find that kind of sad because it means that you are needing an outside thing to make you feel good enough.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's I, I think we would have to look at the the reason why some girls feel like that because I don't think it's the girl that's the problem
1: Mm -hmm. I I think it's
2: I think it's you know societal pressures that are placed on us that are the issue at at the root of that problem you know you know know. we're we're expected to always look like this so if we don't we're like oh crap something's wrong with me yeah and that that makes me sad (laughs) like me not wanting to be on camera because I don't have any makeup on you know like why why am I like that but I think we all experience it and I think it's important to recognize that as well
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and that we're we're not the issue it's society that's the issue
0: so I'm sure in starting your business you've had some challenges that you've had to face is there anything that you would have done differently in starting it that you wish you knew back then that you know now I think the biggest thing,
2: it's kind of a boring answer, but I think the biggest thing would be, be keeping track of like my receipts and my purchases for my business for tax purposes. Um, I didn't even think about that really when I was starting and then tax season rolled around this year and I'm like, oh crap, I got nothing. So I would I would say just keep track of that stuff. Like if you make so much money here, just put it in an Excel document so you can at least see how much you've earned in a year or whatever you know what I mean yeah hundred percent. like that re- became really important with um seeing if I was eligible for the Canada emergency response benefit payments the two thousand dollars a month because I was like oh crap I didn't get laid off but my business I'm not allowed to work mm-hmm. but it's only for businesses that have made over five thousand years or five thousand dollars in the last x amount of months have I made that I don't know because I didn't keep track oh so I I eventually you know figured my stuff out and I learned my lesson but I think that would be the biggest thing
0: so tell us a little bit about like your favorite brands your morning routine when it comes to like doing makeup as for my morning routine it's not really existent
2: lately (laughs) It's funny because I'm a makeup artist, but I do it so much for like my job that I almost never wear makeup mm-hmm. unless I have an event to go to, which is not very often since mm-hmm. I work from home and like work with clients and stuff. And I find when I wear makeup, like when I do makeup on other people, I get really warm and, you know, cause I'm reaching around and grabbing things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I find that it's easier just to not wear makeup. So especially, and especially lately, now that I'm not really leaving the house, I hardly ever wear makeup. So my morning routine currently is just washing my face. Sometimes I don't even do that, brushing my teeth, and then that's it. But as for my favorite brands, that's kind of a hard one. I think one of them is definitely ColourPop because mm-hmm. they're affordable and I mean, relative to other brands, right? Affordable mm-hmm. is kind of a relative term, subjective term, I suppose. But in comparison to other brands, they're a lot cheaper. Um, and they still have good quality products. For the most part, there are some misses as with any brand, but I think they're definitely one of the top in the game right now. And I can see why, because people don't want to pay an arm and a leg for you know something that's Going to look good still, you know what I mean? I was a really big fan of Anastasia Beverly Hills for a long time until last year when they released like 10 eyeshadow palettes in a year. It was a little crazy and then it got to be a bit much and I got overwhelmed. So I just kind of stopped associating with that brand like entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped kind of like following all of their launches and stuff like that just because I was getting so overwhelmed with the amount that they're launching. I think that's another big problem in the industry is... People are realizing of about how much money is in it right now. Beauty's huge right now, mm-hmm. and that's and they're just pumping out products without really putting a lot of thought into it. Mm. Too faced used to be one of my favorite brands, and I think they're one of the brands that are also just kind of pumping out products without really putting much thought into what the quality behind it right um like almost like gimmicky products you know so last year Anastasia Beverly Hills they released a new I guess kind of sub brand called the Norvina brand and they launched four eyeshadow palettes that were I think 60 US dollars each and they each had like I want to say at least 20 colors I don't know the exact amount of shades it had but it was a lot Mm -hmm. and to launch four of them and it I'm kind of a collector. Like if I have one of something, I need to have the second and the third right. and the fourth. And so to spend 60 US dollars on one of those, and I was I was just like, oh no, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one that they released looks so much like the first one. I'm just, I don't get what the point was even. Mm-hmm. It just felt like they were releasing something just to release it. So they used to be one of my favorite brands, but after- all of that I just kind of got overwhelmed and kind of just left them behind I think one brand that I've been really getting into is elf actually they did ask
0: about it
2: I love elf (laughs) I do too they completely like they did a rebrand and they're completely vegan which is awesome really really affordable and They have some really good stuff. I think at that price point, there's always going to be a couple of misses, you know, like not everything's going to be awesome, Mm -hmm. especially with products like that are really hard to formulate. For example, like purple and blue eyeshadow, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get a formula like that right, especially at a cost
0: so low. So yeah, I'm wearing elf eyeshadow right now and it's supposed to be purple, but it's a little bit off. It's like uh, a little, is it like brownie purple? It kind of looks yeah. brownie purple. Mm-hmm.
2: Nothing wrong with brownie purple. Like yeah, so I think they are also really killing it right now. They just released a collab with an influencer. I think her name's Jake Hissa. I think. Oh. And she, th- she, they did like a rainbow palette and stuff like that. I don't know if it was aligned with Pride Month. I'm not too sure. I don't really like follow her, but they released a collab and I'm pretty sure it sold out really really fast oh really yeah so I've been really enjoying like browsing their stuff in Walmart recently because I feel like they've really stepped up their game
1: do you only buy vegan or it's just like something Um, you prefer
2: so I only do I only buy from cruelty-free companies okay So no animal testing, but if they're not vegan, like if they have beeswax, I'm not vegan. If they have beeswax in it or carmine, that's a derivative of beetles. So vegans obviously can't use products with carmine in it. I still use that, but I do have some vegan clients that obviously I won't use those particular products on. For the most part, my kit is pretty much vegan. There's just a couple things that I can't use on other people and or on vegan people. So for that, I have a couple of alternatives, but for the most part, yeah, it, uh, there's not a ton of um, non-vegan options. Like there's, or sorry, there's so many vegan options is what I'm trying to say. This like, why wouldn't I buy the ones that don't inflict animal cruelty? You know, yeah. there's a couple, of, there's a, still quite a few brands that do perform animal testing. Which is sad, but I just don't buy from them because there's, again, so many alternatives. Yeah. Especially at an affordable price, you know what I mean? Like, e.l.f., completely cruelty-free and vegan, and they have good products, so why would I buy something from L'Oreal that tests on animals Mm -hmm. versus e.l.f. or ColourPop or something like that?
0: Now, when it comes to, I guess, hair and, like, perfume, stuff like that, are you... Also interested in like that part of aesthetic too?
2: No. <laughs> okay.
0: I hate hair. You hate hair.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna have to learn how to do it because I've been on photo shoots so many times mm-hmm. and they're like, Can you just do a quick curl on her? And I'm like, No, I can't, because I don't I don't know how. So I was I was thinking about like I was wondering if there was a course on like just hairstyling cuz i have no interest in doing like cuts or colors or anything like that
1: right. but like
2: just hair styling like if i could just take a course but i y- i can't find one at all if you want to do like hair school it has to be like the whole shebang i guess right
0: so i'm like I maybe
2: should... i'll just watch a couple of youtube tutorials and like practice on practice. yeah myself and other people i guess i don't know maybe i'll do the same thing with the makeup part i'll do their hair but I don't think people should have high expectations <laughs> yeah I, I i don't love doing hair i don't really like doing nails i was thinking about maybe doing like um, um like a microblading course maybe okay, yeah could be cool but i don't know it seems a bit permanent for me you know <laughs> like what if somebody hates them
1: yeah
0: i would i would freak out
2: so i don't know i I would like to venture into other options besides just the makeup part, but I'm still enjoying just the makeup part so much that I don't really feel like I need to venture out, you know?
0: 100%. Um, How about like collab? So I know that the lady that did my photography for my prom pictures, she had a makeup artist who always worked with her too. Have you ever thought of, like, working with a photographer like that? I would love to, but I ha- I have really haven't found a photographer yet that
2: I'm like, yes, I would love to work with you every day. There have been a couple really nice ones and stuff like that, but I just haven't found one that I, like, really click with yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I would love to do that because I'm sure that would make, you know, getting more clients a lot easier because people are always looking for a photographer it feels like. I would love to do that. I do have a couple that I kind of work with but not exclusively if that makes sense. I recently got engaged and the, Oh, thank you. <laughs> the girl um I met her. She we worked a wedding together. I just loved her. So her name's Kaylee. She's in Brockville. So Shout out to her, I guess. Um, Actually, yeah.
1: my
0: she's the one who did my prom photos. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm from Rock. That's such a small world. That's weird.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love her. She's so sweet. She's doing my wedding. Yeah, because we met awesome. at a wedding, and she's super cool. And I loved her. I went through her photos. And I'm like, holy crap, these are beautiful. Yeah. Like, she's really good. And so now she's doing my wedding because I feel like she'll get better photos than someone that I'm as being someone who I'm already friends with I think she'll get some really good like more candid authentic photos mm-hmm. than someone who I don't know already if that makes sense yeah definitely so I'm paying for her to go to, from Brockville to Toronto because that's mm-hmm. where our wedding's gonna be so I'm paying for a hefty travel fee f- to get her there but I think it'll be worth it
0: oh yeah she's awesome I met her like a long time ago like we used to dance with each other like it was probably like 10 9 or 10 when I first Oh met. wow that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think
2: I have a couple of photo shoots like cuz she specializes in boudoir shoots, right? So I think we're doing a collaborative one. Hopefully in July. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really um banking on anything happening at this point, so hopefully it gets to, we can do it, but if not it can it can wait, I guess. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think um I I don't really have like a hairstylist I work with exclusively either. I have met a couple of hairstylists that I think have done really good work. So whenever I have a bride that's like, oh, I need a hairstylist that's mobile. Do you have any suggestions? I'll refer them out, but Mm -hmm. I don't really, it's not really a collaboration. Like I don't expect anything back. I just refer them because I think that they are professional and do good work. If that makes sense. What's your
1: pet peeve when it comes to beauty and makeup?
2: Oh my gosh, I don't know if I have one.
1: Probably people who don't take
2: care of their skin and expect makeup to to look fantastic on top of it. Mm. Because there's a difference. Like everyone's got like, you know, little bumps and some clogged pores and stuff like that. Like that's totally normal. But some people just, I think just have too high of expectations. I've mentioned it before on what makeup can do. Mm -hmm. you know like it's going on your face oftentimes it does accentuate any sort of texture that's already there or anything like that and I think that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve is people who just like expect too much out of me
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. how do you respond when people are not happy with their makeup um that's only happened once to me and I cried (laughs)
2: I felt so unprofessional but she was really rude about it Mm -hmm. so she just she took it off and I redid it and she then she was happy so I was like okay cool (laughs) after I cried a little bit (laughs) but yeah it doesn't happen too often because I try to communicate like Mm -hmm. what people are wanting uh as best I can uh I think in that situation though um the client I don't think she knew what she wanted Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so she showed me she showed me my own photo so I know I did the same thing so um, I think she just didn't expect it to look the way it did on her Mm. if that makes sense and that totally happens I just wish she had been a little bit nicer about it because she totally freaked out (laughs) another pet peeve it's not really related to beauty it's kind of related to that though just like people that are rude (laughs) and like there's you know a lot of the times I'll do someone's makeup and they'll be like "Mm, I'm not really feeling this part can we tweak it can we change this and usually it's no problem but there are some people that are really rude about things like that even Mm -hmm. if they're simple changes and it's just unnecessary you know
0: I think Mm -hmm. that's my like worst client pet peeve if that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people working in any type of service would completely agree with you with that one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know.
2: Like, I've been pretty lucky so far. I haven't had any, like, well, I've had a couple, like, real, like, a-holes, but for the most part, I've been pretty lucky, but yeah, there's always that select few. Right. And you're like, why are you so angry at the world? <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's my biggest pet peeve. And then, you know, uh, being someone who represents me, you know, like I don't, I don't represent a company. I don't represent, you know, a large corporation. It's just me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you have to kind of sit there and, you know, try to make it better without jeopardizing your own reputation. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: 100%. And that's, That's, that can be hard (laughs) because a lot of times you do want to, you know, dish it back to them, but you have to remain professional. And I think that's, it's not hard for me, but usually I just want to cry. I'm sensitive flower. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, that's the hardest part. You have a YouTube channel as well. Do you? I do. I haven't posted on it a lot lately just because I've been, I say I've been, I say I have nothing to do, but I feel like I have been busy. I've actually been working on, um, with an app company for a new beauty app. So that's kind of what my focus has been. Um, I'm not sure like how many details I can reveal about it right now, but that's kind of what I've been doing. So I feel like I haven't uploaded on my YouTube channel, but I do have one. Yeah, it's fun. I do like doing it. It's just, it's time consuming, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you have to not only film it, but you got to edit it. And you also have to come up with ideas for your videos. And that's like, that's the hardest part is coming up with an idea that you think that people would actually want to watch.
0: Yeah, totally. So I'm going to ask a bit of a personal question. Uh, Oh my gosh, for sure. Had like, like awful eczema, like all over my body for almost a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, I found like the right like, balance between some type of prescription cream and a couple different types of prescription pills just for my eczema. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but I finally got under control, but because of that, like, I also really want to make sure that I have the great, good moisturizers and, like, exfoliators that are not gonna, like, Dry out my skin again, you know what I mean? Right, do you have
2: any recommendations? I'm trying to think, I'm
0: not like
2: as educated in the skincare ingredient field as I would like to be yet. I really like, um, I know they're pricey, but I really like drunk elephant products. Mm -hmm. Um, they have like a really good oil that's really nice. Have you tried any oils at all?
0: Um, I am using this one oil right now. Um, I'm also using this one cream, it's called Aven. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I guess it's just more, like, the exfoliators that I'm really, really, like, worried about. Like, it was weird because, like, in high school, I had, like, oilier skin. (laughs) Eczema
2: is a tricky one, though. Like, that's, there's so many things that can cause that. I do get, like, some eczema flare-ups on my elbows as well as on my um, underarms, which is really weird. I just, like, had a really bad flare-up. And it's, like, I don't know what caused it because I didn't use anything new, nothing like that and it just I I think it might be stress induced maybe like it's there's so many factors that go into that kind of thing yeah I would for exfoliators have you I would say maybe something that's not like a physical exfoliator because that could cause some irritation Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more of a chemical exfoliator you can look into the degrees AHA and BHA Um, maybe like I can send you that, too, if you forget. Um, Mm -hmm. They're more chemical exfoliators. Um, I've been using one. It's uh, BHA, which is salicylic acid. And um, because I have a lot of hormonal acne, Mm -hmm. not a lot, but my acne is hormonal, and I get it kind of in my cheek area. Um, So I've been using um, a salicylic acid serum. So I leave it on my face because I'm not really dry at all. And that I've noticed... A noticeable difference or i guess i've noticed a big difference in my in the amount of clogged pores i get because it's exfoliating all of the dead skin away and which is less likely to cause clog your pores right um probably wouldn't recommend like a bha serum for you probably a, like a something that you rinse off would be better because you're you are dry but yeah i would recommend looking into that i also like even as someone who has oily skin Oil is my friend. I don't know if you already do this, but also make sure that you're staying away from a lot of fragrance, any fragrance Mm
1: -hmm. at all.
2: Um, Now, if anything that's supposed to, you know, go on my skin, like I don't really have a problem with, you know, those scented eyeshadow palettes and stuff like that. As long as they're eye safe, it's fine with me. But things that I have that are going directly onto my skin if it's fragranced i don't i don't want it so i think that's a really big one too and also essential oils a lot of essential oils can be really irritating oh so um i know that a lot of companies try to like do the whole you know greenwashing thing like oh essential with essential oils because it's more natural but when it comes to skincare it's like that's really not beneficial anyway You know,
0: I used tea tree oil sometime last year, like for like a pimple and it just burned and it left like a big, like red mark. Tea
2: tree is actually the only one that I will consider using on my skin just because Mm -hmm. I'm so oily and so acne prone that it kind of like, I use it almost like a spot treatment from time to time for those really big bumps. But yeah, so I'll use it for that. But yeah, if you're, if you have sensitive skin, that's not something that I would recommend. And it sounds like you have sensitive delicate skin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does beauty mean to you?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been asked that. I think, mm, I was going to say healthy, you know, like mm. just looking healthy. But someone that's not healthy you can still be beautiful, you know. Um, mm. You're not going to tell cancer patient that they're not beautiful because they're not in a current state of health you know what I mean yeah I think maybe just happiness you don't have to wear a lot of makeup but like a big smile it's it's contagious and it's really such a nice thing to look at (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that's what I would say it sounds kind of corny but like it's true yeah
1: Yeah. and I find like confidence is so attractive
2: Mm -hmm, for sure and You know, you're just so much more willing to, you know, speak to somebody if they're smiling or if they, you know, have confidence. I don't have a lot of confidence. That's something that I need to work on, but I'm happy. So that's something, right? I think we can all work on our confidence. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm -hmm. something everybody should probably work on.
0: Like just society in general. Like there's so many Mm -hmm. telling you that you're not good enough, right?
2: And there's so many other people... To compare yourself to that you're able to compare yourself to nowadays with social media and stuff right like you're always comparing yourself to somebody and I think we all need to cut that out and realize that we're we are great and beautiful the way we are
1: um what advice would you give someone that's one starting with makeup and you said it yourself you're trying to be more confident so what advice would you give someone I
2: don't know I feel like that's a question for you <laughs> You're always the one who's posting about, you know, body positivity, confidence, and all of those great things, which I should probably pay more attention to because (laughs) though I say that it's something I should be doing, I'll be honest, it's not something that I really focus on. I'm a bit of um, a workaholic, but not on myself, and that's an issue, so I would say The most important thing would be just to like invest the time, you know, commit yourself to it and just be like, okay, I'm just going to research how to be more confident. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to follow a couple confidence building body positive accounts on Instagram. I'm going to, you know, just small things that may not um, seem like a big deal, but are small steps and that are easy. And I think, like, I, I started following, because I have an anxiety disorder, I started following, you know, some anxiety accounts that are supposed to be, you know, more positive, because especially seeing on the news and stuff like that,
1: mm-hmm. especially
2: mm-hmm. lately, yeah, it's just such a negative thing to see. But then you log on Instagram and you see a picture of a really nice hand-drawn flower that says you're beautiful, you know, like it doesn't seem like much. But if you expose yourself to that more and more, I think that's doing a lot more than you think.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just like even like subliminal messages Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You you just, you don't realize that you're being exposed to all these benefits or not beneficial. (laughs) that you're exposed to they have I think a much more effect on your mental well-being than we are aware of Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so I think even just making that first step to surround yourself with more positive reinforcements is a fantastic first step Mm -hmm. and to those just starting with makeup I would just say you know practice it, takes, it took me so long to get where I am today, skill-wise, and I still have a long way to go. But if you like it enough, it's fun to practice, so it's all good.
0: Well, thank you so, so, so much. And it was so nice meeting you. But thank you so much for having me. Thank I'm going to do my grocery shopping now.
1: Yeah, have fun. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.